This is the Uncommon Christian Podcast with Michael Hinton. Hey everyone, thanks so much for tuning in today for episode 35. Today we are continuing our series called Five Questions. Now these five questions are based off Andy Stanley's new book called Better Decisions, Fewer Regrets, Five Questions to Help You Determine Your Next Move. Uh, My desire is that for you and I to really begin to weave these questions into our decision making, which will hopefully lead us to making better decisions and living with fewer regrets. So last week we began with the integrity question. Am I being honest with myself? Really? Now, if you haven't had a chance to listen to that episode, I would highly encourage you to stop this one, go download the other one and listen to it first. It is such a good episode to begin with. But For those of you who just want to power through, the integrity question is the question of honesty. Are you being honest with yourself about the decisions you want to make? Are you trying to sell yourself on something that maybe provides pleasure in the immediate, but is really fleeting and bad in the long term? That's where we get to ask the integrity question. Am I being honest with myself really? Now, I can't tell you how many bad decisions I could have avoided if I had asked myself that question before deciding to do the thing I thought needed to be done. And I imagine that there are some of you listening today who probably feel the same way. Well, I'm here to tell you that you can begin anew, right? The more we can ask ourselves the right questions, I believe will give us better wisdom to make better decisions and hopefully be able to endure fewer regrets. So today, I want to talk about the second of the five questions I believe will help us do just that, and it's the legacy question. What story do I want to tell? What story do I want to tell? So looking back on my teenage years, uh, you'd have to know that I wasn't what people call popular. I literally had one friend for most of my time in middle school and high school. I also grew up incredibly poor or low income, whatever you want to call it. Uh, My dad left when I was in the second grade, and we struggled to make ends meet quite often. There were on several occasions in which we had to live in a homeless shelter because my mom didn't have the money or couldn't, you know, find work to afford a home for us. I remember having to lie to people about where I lived because I was so embarrassed about our living situation. Now, at some point during my sophomore year of high school, I can't remember around the time when it Uh, started happening, but I was being bullied by some other students because I didn't have the nicest clothes and they had found out that I lived in shelters and, you know, I didn't have a lot of friends and it had gotten so, so bad that I honestly just seriously had enough. And I remember one evening at youth group at the church I attended, just telling a youth group leader that I was going to drop out of high school and just go work so that I could provide for my family. And I was really serious. I even went as far as getting the necessary paperwork uh, to have my mom fill out so that I could drop out. I was so over and so done with high school. And I was done being made felt, being uh, made to feel like I was less than. I was honestly over it. Uh, well, like a game of telephone, one of uh, the youth group leaders that I told of the church told another of my plans, and that leader told another, and so on and so forth. And it eventually got to our music pastor at the time, a guy named Clay Cartwright. And I had grown close to the Cartwright family in that time that they were serving at our church. Their son Adam and I had become best friends. So, of course, it made sense when the news reached him. Clay wasted no time to try to fix the situation. And I remember the night that he came over to the little trailer that we were living in. Um, it was around about, I think, about 7 or 8 p.m. 
And when I answered the door, you could see the seriousness in his face. And he began talking to me about why it was a bad decision to drop out and how I'd never be able to change our situation if I just quit and if I gave up because it just became too hard and I would never make something of myself and I would just keep repeating this cycle and over and over again. And then he said something I never forgot all these years later. He asked me, what did I want to tell my kids someday about high school? What story would I tell them? That their dad was a quitter when he got when it got hard and so they should quit too? Now, for any 15-year-old, let alone a 15-year-old boy, kids are like the last thing on our minds, right? But for some reason, that really struck me in that moment. What kind of story did I want to tell my kids someday about how I endured high school? I look back on that conversation, and, and I think it had a lot to do with my dad and how he left us and the legacy it left in me. I didn't want to continue that legacy of being a quitter when times got hard. So I stayed in school and I eventually transferred out to a different school and was able to, in my opinion, have the best senior year anyone could ask for. But what if Clay had never asked that question? Where would I be in this moment? Would I have been able to achieve and see the things that I've been able to do had I quit? Would I have been able to marry my bride or, or been able to have the most beautiful kids in the world had I decided I didn't care about the legacy I wanted to leave? And here's the thing. It's a question we should all be asking of ourselves. It's a question that should precede any decision we're planning to make. Why? Because every decision you make now will tell a story later. Think about it. What you decide to do in the here and now will have a story you will have to tell in the later. So let's say you decide to tell a little white lie because it makes you seem bigger and better and more well-rounded, right? But later on, when that lie comes to light, you'll have to explain why you told it. Or let's say you decided that the grass was greener, greener on the other side because your spouse ain't cutting it, right? So that flirtation here or there is harmless and it makes you feel good. And then you decide that a little affair won't hurt you, so you do it. But now your story is that you're a cheater and you can't be trusted. Or let's say you're with some friends and they want to drink and you want to drink and you know that you have to drive home with them and um, you think you'll be fine with a few drinks and so you get in the car and then you drive home and next thing you know, you wake up in the hospital and the people that were in your car are dead. Now it's a story you've got to tell. Every decision you make now will tell a story later. So you have to ask yourself, what kind of story do you want to tell? I love it when Andy says in his book, he says, we all want to be the hero of our story, but it's going to force us to stop mid-decision and ask, what story do I want to tell? Now, the problem is that the decision is now, story is later. We can make a decision now and get the benefit or what we think may be the benefits of that decision in the here and now, but the story comes much later. We don't fear the story we have to tell because the decision we assume is, oh, I won't have to tell that now or ever. But here's the thing. You can't hide your story forever. It will come to light and you will have to tell it. So you need to decide now how you want to tell it later. You and I need to see that story is actually now and decisions are later. And if we can look at it with that mindset, we'll begin to make better decisions now so that we can tell a better story later. Now, this reminds me of an ancient story uh, of Joseph that we find in the writings of the Old Testament. Now, you want to talk about a person who had to make some really hard decisions so that he could tell a great story? Then look at none other story than Joseph. 
Now, the foundation of this story is that Joseph had some brothers who were jealous of him because he had a dream, and uh, they were super jealous of him. So they wanted to kill him, but ended up deciding to put him in a hole and then sold him off to slavery. Now, he lands in the house of this guy named Potiphar, and Joseph made good decisions while there and ended up earning the trust of Potiphar. So Potiphar decides to make him uh, in charge of all of his house. This is a big deal. Now, while gone, Potiphar's wife, who sees Joseph as a super attractive man and wants to have relations with her, him, right? But But Joseph refuses. So she accuses Joseph of rape, and Potiphar ends up throwing him in jail. Now, at this point, you might be thinking, well, look at him. He made a good decision only for him to end up in a bad situation. Guess good decisions don't always pan out. And you would be right. Sometimes good decisions don't always work out in the immediate. But we are not after the immediate. We want the long-term benefit. And that's what Joseph was after as well. So years go by and Joseph gets another chance when he interprets a dream of some fellow prison mates. One of the prison mates ends up telling Pharaoh about Joseph's ability to interpret the dream. So Pharaoh sends for Joseph to have him interpret a dream that Pharaoh had that no one in the land could decipher. So Joseph is able to tell Pharaoh what his dream means, and Pharaoh is and and the Pharaoh is overjoyed. So he makes Joseph second in command of all of Egypt. Now, here's the crazy thing. Joseph was 17 when his brother sold him into slavery. And by the time he had become second in command of all of Egypt, he was 30 years old. That's 13 years of decisions he had to make that he would have a good story to tell. And think about this. If at any point in the story, Joseph decides to make a bad decision, let's say to sleep with Potiphar's wife or not to interpret uh, Pharaoh's dream or or even later on in the story to kill his brothers once they knew that he was alive, he would have a different story to tell and one that wouldn't be held in the light that it is held in today. The question I imagine Joseph asking himself sitting in that hole or when he was uh, with Potiphar or when he was sitting in that jail cell or when he was meeting with Pharaoh or when his brothers came to see him was this. What story do I want to tell? And it's the question we should be asking when we go to make decisions. What story do I want to tell my kids later? What story do I want to tell my spouse later? What story do I want to tell my church later? What story do I want to tell you later? What kind of legacy do you want to have? The decisions you make now will determine the legacy you endure later. And let's be honest. No one wants to endure a legacy of regrets. I don't know about you, but when I look over my life, there are some things I wish I had made better decisions on because now they're part of my story and I can't get away from them. But here's the thing. They are only a part. They are not the whole story. Andy says in his book, Your regrets are only part of your story. They don't have to be the story. Your past should remind you it doesn't have to define you. So you've made decisions that you're not happy with. You have some regrets in your life that you wish you can go back and undo. Don't we all? The beauty is that we can start anew today. Today, we can decide that we want to tell a great story, a story that is filled with God-honoring decisions, a story that shows the love we have for our Savior, our spouse, our kids, and the people in our sphere of influence. So I want to challenge you with this. 
that today you would begin to write a story you're proud to tell one decision at a time. Okay, that you would begin to write a story that you're proud to tell one decision at a time, that every time you go to make a decision, you ask yourself, what story do I want to tell? Right. That no matter how difficult the decisions are, you're willing to endure through good decisions so that you can live with fewer regrets and have a great story to tell one day. Well, I want to thank you for listening today. And if this was helpful for you, would you do me a favor, a big favor, and share this with others? Also, would love it if you provide a positive rate and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts to help this show reach more people. And that's what it's all about. Not about fame or popularity. This podcast is all about encouraging and inspiring every Christian to love Jesus and to live out their purpose in uncommon ways. Thanks for joining, and we'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to the Uncommon Christian Podcast with Michael Hinton. For more information on today's topic, visit UncommonChristianPodcast.com.